0: Cormac McCarthy, The Road. Just remember that the things you put in your head are there forever. You might want to think about that. You forget some things, don't you? Yes, you forget what you want to remember, and you remember what you want to forget. Hey, this is Ali Ruskash, and welcome to the AR Podcast. This
1: is the AR Podcast.
0: AR Podcast. Everything you've done in the past, everyone you've interacted with, have got you closer to who you are today. Your character is the sum of little pieces of experience you've gathered during your time on the planet Earth. Now wait, let's rewind. Let's go all the way back to 2003. A very young Nabil Elikin, a student of photography, who has for some years taken photos of local musicians and bands, gets his hand on a mixtape of a relatively unknown artist by the name of Kanye West. Blown away by the songs, Nabil starts to look for contact information online and finds nothing. He knew he wanted to photograph Kanye, but had no idea of how to reach him. Out of curiosity, he checks KanyeWest.com and finds out that the domain name has not been registered. Well, at this point, most of us would just close the browser and forget about it. But Nabil had a better idea. He buys the domain, KanyeWest.com for $7, thinking at some point he'd get a hold of him. A few weeks later, a representative from Rockefeller Records, the label Kanye West has signed with, calls him, asking to buy the domain from him. Nabil's response? He says you can have the domain, but you have to let me take Kanye's pictures. Rockefeller loved Nabil's work so much that these subsequent shots became Kanye's first promotional pictures. Now fast forward to 2020. Nabil Alekin's work has appeared on many platforms, including advertising, magazine editorials and covers, artist branding, music videos, books, album covers, and photojournalism. He's also directed an award-winning documentary called Bouncing Cats. And his first narrative feature, set to be released this year, is called Gully, starring Amber Heard and Terrence Howard. One act can determine your future. It's, it's an amazing experience to uh, sit in front of you and talk to you. Uh, let me tell you a, a little bit of a background story because it's, I think it's uh, a little bit crazy. It's so wonderful to sit down and talk to you because uh, two years ago, uh, for my wedding day, I uh, wanted to basically sing "All of Me" by John Legend. So I would go onto YouTube. <laughs> I wanted to do that on, on the on the wedding day. So I, I would go onto YouTube and I would just press on the uh, on the on the music video, and I wanted to like watch it to see how everything is and get my ears comfortable. I had no idea that two years later I will be sitting in front of the director of the of the music video.
1: Yeah, man, that's cool, bro. <laughs> did you end up singing it?
0: Uh, no, no, I did I never got a chance to finish it so because I out, had, bro. <laughs> Yes, you can say that. Yeah, because I, I, like you know, I started playing the piano. I didn't know how well, you know uh, that would actually work out. So it it didn't pan out, you know, finally. But it was it was great. We're <laughs> here at least. Great experience. Yeah, sure, definitely. So uh, I wanted to jump into the questions and I wanted to ask you uh, the first question that I had. Um, you have worked with a, like a list of uh, amazing artists, uh, like you know Seal, I'd say uh, Kanye West, uh, Nicki Minaj and Black Eyed Peas. The list goes on. Like, I was going through the list. I was like, oh my God, this, uh, he's, he's amazing. So um, uh, can you tell me, uh, how does an idea become the visual experience uh, created
1: by Nabil? It's Each one is different, really, to be very honest. But in general, I get a song and Mm -hmm. someone sends me the song. The artist, most of the time, you know, I have relationships with the artist. So they send me the song and whether I'm traveling and I'll be on a plane or I'm driving. The best place for me to really come up with ideas is when I'm driving. Or the headphones, because I like it loud. And I just play it, play it. Sometimes the idea comes real quickly. Sometimes I can I have a memory bank of ideas from the past and something about it might trigger something. Mm-hmm. Or it takes a long time and I get stumped a lot. You know, and sometimes I, I'll be honest, sometimes the idea is sparked from the artists themselves. Like there's been a few videos, not not usually, but you know, probably like thirty percent of the time the I the artist will have an idea and if I like the idea, I'll be like I'll run with the idea and build on it and make it my own. But yeah, it just depends on each song is different. Uh,
0: and uh, like you know, how 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 do you pitch the idea to the uh, to the artist? Like, do you uh, like you know have storyboards ready, and then you go on to them and say this is exactly what's what's gonna you know basically pan out?
1: I don't think I've ever really done a storyboard ever, except mm-hmm. for a commercial. Um, yeah. And usually, a treatment is a couple of pages. If I write it, sometimes I might keep it simple and write one page and keep it open. And they'll get the idea or I'll go into detail and do a nice, you know, like 10 page, five to 10 page PDF that has visuals and kind of a narrative, how it breaks down. Usually you start off with, come up with a general idea. Like it's a guy running through the forest with, um, being chased by invisible people who are shooting arrows at him. Mm-hmm. Um, I see. And, and that's like the global, and then you can go into specifics, you know, I, First, we start on top of the forest, a beautiful shot, eerie. And then you go down and you see a man running through the forest and he trips over and you see an arrow go over his head. Then he runs further and stops behind a tree as another arrow almost hits him in the head. And then you can keep building on there. And then he comes out the forest and rolls. And by the end of it, blah, blah, blah. And by the end of it, there's a thousand, ten thousand arrows coming towards him. Cuts a (laughs) block. However you want That's like... You know, how that's like my all J video, for instance, Um, I see. but you can go beat by beat. So like you give them the general overview and then you go beat by beat and kind of explain how it's going to pan out with some visuals. And I keep it simple. I don't go too crazy because, you know, things change between the moment you pitch and what you actually shoot. So you kind of evolve, like when you go see it, I try to be as real with locations and ideas as possible. But sometimes you'll go to a location and you'll find something better. Like, mm-hmm. oh, wow, this, if it was like a shoot about a house, like, wow, this one has a crazy basement in it with a crazy, blah, blah. So you add more ideas or, you know, I keep it evolving.
0: How how much of your visual, uh, like, you know, I'd say d- directorial basically experience, uh, do you owe to photography? Because I, I know that you started out uh, like, you know, in photography. So I want to know how much of it uh, do you owe to that?
1: I think... It was just a great entryway into directing. I think, you know, I did a lot of documentary stuff too. So I was like, it just gives you perspective. And, you know, I think, to be honest, it's a bit of a mixture. It's like my photography inspired my filmmaking, but then my filmmaking really started to inspire my later on photography. But with photography, I keep it pretty simple and raw. Like I don't Mm -hmm. get too story-ish with it I tried to you know just capture a moment um, and I try to do that still with my film stuff I think I don't know it's a, it's a tough question I think they yeah. just go hand in hand you know they're both their own types of storytelling and one you have to be you have to try to capture as much as you can in one image the other one you have 24 images a second. Uh, and
0: uh, like you know do you think of music videos as short movies?
1: I don't know if I consider them short movies but i like to think of them as short movies yeah (laughs) i mean i don't know what other people think but yeah you know they're just you get the gift of music and someone's giving you their song and some money to do something and you just want to make something that hopefully doesn't take away from the song and can add maybe even add to the song and yeah i try i try personally to approach it like little films like you know with with it, each with its own different vibe. With its, I try not to do the same thing ever twice. And I work with yeah. all different types of music, like you're saying, from John Legend to Kanye to Arctic Monkeys to James Blake. Like, I, I try to mix it up, not, not do the same. And Travis Scott, like whatever, all different types of music. I've done a lot of hip-hop, but all kinds.
0: I see. Okay, that's amazing. And uh, talking about the list that we talked about, uh, what is the most uh, challenging thing, basically, working with a, with a list of artists, uh as we talked about
1: the most challenging thing is like i'm saying making something great that doesn't that adds to their song because usually i only pick songs i really like so Mm
0: -hmm.
1: really it's tough it's a lot of pressure not to you know to live up to the song and different different artists act differently and you know each one has their own kind of way of working and you have to figure out how to be in tune with that all the way to the end and sometimes it gets really difficult depending on how much involvement, or how much, you know, how much they want to be involved, and in, you know, there's different levels. Each it's each one is so different, you know. But the more I've kept an open mind and open workflow, like. Being able to be adaptive has really helped. I think it's just life, you know, perspective, too. I see. Uh, I was watching uh, your documentary,
0: uh, The Bouncing Cats. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I watched it. And it was, uh, for me, it was uh, very, um, uh, it was pretty amazing, of course. Uh, But uh, I didn't really think uh, I was going to get emotional but i really did get emotional at right at, like at the very end of it when you know, they were talking about uh, and uh, like you know when i saw of course the guy um, that uh, like you know her his like nose was like cut off and it was it was pretty Like you know, disturbing. Some of the some of the images were pretty disturbing to even watch. But I really got emotional, and it it really got to me. And uh, I this got me to thinking. Like you know, documentaries uh, they're uh, just another world. They're not even like you know, uh, feature films are something completely different from documentaries Documentaries. you kind of have to uh, get the feeling of the of the entire environment and then uh, you basically have to like you know record everything around you uh so can you tell me so, a little bit about the experience that you had on the uh, set of uh, the bouncing cats
1: i mean like you're saying it was ever evolving would i do things differently completely i probably would have put maybe less of those disturbing images um but you know, it was young me. It was 10 years ago now. So it was like me just learning the story as it came. Like I never planned to make that documentary until I met Abrams, the kid, when I was there yeah. doing some photo work. So I met him there and it was just like, I would love to make something about what he's doing. And I'd love to show how hip hop has become something, you know, ten even 10 years ago, how it was went all the way back to Africa and was used to inspire and, you know, create something positive so I wanted to shed light on what they were doing with it
0: yeah and it was it was amazing I really loved it I I enjoyed enjoyed watching it yeah and uh, I would say uh, 2010 it was uh, uh, the bouncing cats and then 2015 you came out with um Capture Land, if I'm not mistaken. And oh, yeah, that was a film, short movie. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, I, I still think that it, it had a bit of a, I'd say, the vibe of the Bouncing Cats still. Like, you know, carrying a little bit, yeah, me watching basically uh yeah, Capture Land right after <laughs> the Bouncing Cats, maybe that's that's how I'm thinking of it. And then uh, you uh changed the I'd say scene entirely, and now you have gone into uh, feature films uh, with Gully in 2019. Uh, how does that, like, you know, you're, <laughs> it feels to me like you're everywhere. Like you are uh, doing feature films, documentaries, music videos, short movies. Uh, it's amazing. Thank
1: you, bro. I'm just trying yeah. to make things, bro. Like, I'm excited for Gully to come out. I think it's hopefully going to come out later this year. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just, ex- I'm just always excited to make things. Now I might do a TV show. So,
0: I don't don't want to stay
1: in a box. I want to just make things so whatever's inspiring me at the Mm -hmm. time. And they take so long, some of these like long-form projects, so you could be working on it for a couple of years before you even shoot anything. So, you know, as things come into my life, I'm letting it happen organically now.
0: I see. And you said Dolly is coming out pretty soon because I couldn't find any trailers on
1: the internet. There's nothing yet. We're working on all that now. So, we'll see. see. Nothing Nothing's set in stone, but we're really trying to push it forward. I see.
0: Okay. That's amazing. And um, th- talking about all the different worlds that we've talked about, now we're going to jump into, into another world, uh, which is advertisement. Uh, you have done, a uh, again, a pretty amazing commercial that I talked about with everybody. I was like, oh, my God, you got to watch this. This is an amazing, amazing commercial uh, that you did for um, the, I'd say, the headphones, Do- uh, Dr. Dre. Yeah, the beat. Yeah. And uh, it was uh, the name of the commercial was The Game Before the Game. And uh, so I want to know, like, how does it compare? The world of advertising is pretty, everything is, you know, pretty fast paced. And then documentaries is pretty slow
1: paced. How do you uh, change focus as a director? I I just work with what I got. I adapt. And that was very free flowing, too. Like things came up, like one day we're in Barcelona shooting Neymar. And then they say, "Okay, well, in two days, we got this player now that just agreed to do it. So... And we would stay and wait and go. So it was like it was very like spontaneous and that kinda I think helped. I think sometimes when you don't plan too much and you let them evolve, um, they evolve and a super fun thing to be a part of. And I was happy that Omar and Diallo on the Beats and Anna from the Beats team were so such great partners and we really got to um, just make something different that was not normal for advertising at the time.
0: Uh, but it felt to me like it was a it was a very long uh, like a, like a music video sort of a thing It was a like everybody were going along with the beats. It felt to me like it was a, a, a more like a very long music video to me
1: yeah I mean it was about headphones and music and the moments leading up to a game so we didn't have there was no game there wasn't one bit of you know soccer game footage of any of the players, so we had to really be you know creative with how we created an emotional arc to something, you know, and Neymar had, had his ritual with his father and the prayer, which kind of helped and, you yeah. know, just put as many elements as we could to make something cool.
0: Okay. And and it worked, I'm pretty sure. Uh, you, uh, in one of the interviews uh, that you talked uh, to, uh, I, I'm not sure where I read, read this from, but you wanted, you always said that you wanted to make your work timeless. Like, uh, like when somebody else is watching it, Uh, from like, you know, maybe in 20 years time, you want to, you want them to feel the exact same feeling. So how, how does that work? Like, how do you, uh, do do you have to like look into the future and come up with an idea that will be, I think it's
1: just not looking, trying to look into the future and not trying to look into the past and just creating something that feels authentic. I think authenticity sometimes can be timeless, I guess, or authentic to me, just try not to jump on any kind of fads or tricks per se. I'm not saying they're going to live up to that, but I'm just trying to make things that, you know, don't feel like they're too of the moment. They're more like you know, timeless.
0: Fine. And uh, so what do you have any, do you have any suggestions for uh, a very young filmmaker like myself?
1: Man, just keep making things, bro. That's it. That's all I did was just keep, you know, I sucked in the beginning. Uh mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you know, in this day and age, there's so many different availabilities of how we can shoot things. You can shoot things with your iPhone that look amazing. It's crazy. You know, we have so many tools that are at our disposal, but you know, work on the story, work on the concept, work on the craft more than making it look good, making it look lit well, like that all can come later. But if you have, you could shoot, like I'm saying, you could shoot a good story on an iPhone if it's done right mm-hmm. and you have the right concept and you have the right story. So. Really, uh, you know, focus on simple things, too. Like, sometimes most of the best things are just simple ideas that were executed right. And uh, what is your
0: favorite project to date? Oh, I don't have a favorite project.
1: I mean, uh, no, not at all. You'd have to be more specific, like commercial exactly. music video. I,
0: I, was, I was thinking about it, yes, the different categories. I'd say uh, in music videos, uh, like, you know, if you want to tell me, like, there's one music video that I want you to watch, that I have given my all, I've given everything. Uh, what is that music video?
1: Shit, that's every music video, by the way. But <laughs> as far as me giving it all, like, I, I don't finish something unless I'm happy with it. But, you know, I love a few videos that come to mind was Antony and the Johnsons, Cut the World. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the Alt-J video. I like this Just Blaze one in India. Um, I'm trying to think of like, all different types of stuff. Um, sure. I think those three are fun ones. They're not the big pop, you know, big, big star ones, but they're like, you know, things I had fun making. Kendrick DNA is fun, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hopefully you guys enjoy
0: yeah sure. I I have I've enjoyed it all of them. Like yeah, the documentaries everything. So, um if uh, you were given a time machine, I know it's one of those questions that uh it begins like a cliche and you would go back to in time. Uh what would you have told your uh very young self?
1: Be easier on yourself mm-hmm. and uh find your true voice. Just be easier, be a little like you don't you know i was very intense and i had to be a very you know had a lot of stress and stuff and i think i if i went back i'd probably do it a little, with a little more chill but that wouldn't be who i am so i wouldn't say i wouldn't change anything bro only cuz i'm ha- get becoming more and more happy where i'm at so
0: so you would de- definitely choose the same path
1: yeah I, my path is great i'm i can't i have a very blessed so you know probably be a little more spiritual the whole way i i lost a little bit of spirituality for about 10 years so keep that going God is a powerful thing if you're in tune and approach approach your beliefs and use those beliefs to how you want to make things to share it with the world. You know.
0: Okay, that's that's pretty amazing. And uh, the last question that I have for you is, what is next for uh, Nabil?
1: As it comes, bro. Don't know, yeah. yeah, we're in this crazy time right now, so I'm kind of letting things like I'm taking this time to relax and I'm developing some TV, some movies, just developing. So we'll see. I'll, I'll, you know you could follow up with me in a few months and i'll give you an answer uh, okay uh, thank you so much
0: uh, this uh, was something that i uh, not in not, never in my wildest dreams i really had a even a thought of women i, I a, appreciate
1: it. i think questions and the vibe was perfect i think you i wish uh, more things were like this i usually don't do this so
0: <laughs> yeah and thank you so much for trusting me in this
1: yeah <laughs> yeah man have, have a have a great weekend and uh, chat soon
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode. You're all an integral part of in the air podcast, and I cannot be more grateful to have you as audience. Of course, none of this would be possible without Ordi Behesh Pastry. They have a variety of amazing cookies and cakes, and not only do they look amazing, but they also taste wonderful. You can find them on Instagram at Ordi Behesh Pastry. This has been Ali Ruskash, the creator. Of the Air Podcast.
1: It was the ARR Podcast.
0: -Podcast. AR Podcast.